What's going on, party people? It's Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. It is a wonderful, beautiful Monday, August 7th. We are at the back half, the back door, if you will, of 2023 summer. For those of you that have little ones, they're probably getting ready to little BTS time, back to school, get their shopping done. Don't you think you should be going out and get some, some fresh threads? Don't they need a new binder, new folder, new backpack, whatever these kitties are using these days? Get on it. I saw an ad for, uh, I think it was Uber or uh, Instacart, where you can have them go do your school shopping, which is kind of sad. I think it's fun to take the kids, go spend some time, yell at them, drag them around through Target, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I miss those days. That was fun. Getting all the new pencils, pencil sharpeners, things like that. But uh, calculators, how much did calculators cost back in the day? They were expensive. It was like 100 bucks for a TI for high school. I remember that. I don't know what they even cost now, but maybe cheaper. A lot of electronics get cheaper, so it probably isn't as much. But anyway, enough of that. If you're new to the podcast, I appreciate you. Thank you. Love you. Big hugs. Big wet kiss on the cheek for you. Um, no, nah, come on, man. I'm married. Three kids. Don't, don't. Just because I extend a lot of love does not mean I'm, you know. But not that there's anything wrong with that. And we welcome all here. So, um, so this week, two new enrollments for training. How about that, huh? Some people coming in the fall. Looking forward to meeting some new friendly faces. Um, so very excited always. Uh, what else? Very busy week here as usual. Uh, I, I'm, I'm beat tired. I got to tell you, I didn't get much. Normally over the weekend, we kind of turn it down a little bit, start working on projects. Um, I didn't get much of a break. My son kind of overextended me over the weekend and I had some very technical, ugly repairs to take take care of. So it was not much project, but on a, on a blessedly good note, the Polo Red 67 Porsche is painted. Um, we sent that over to our sister shop and Miguel, our exquisite body man, um, got that thing into a bunch of coats of red with some high end clear on it. Um, it's back at the house right now, so it can just cure. And then, uh, we will do a cut and buff on that. Probably not until we assemble it. Um, I'd like to leave as much clear on it in case somebody rubs up against it or some scratches. Um, I did notice as much as the bodywork's done pretty darn good, there's still probably easily 20 or 30 depression dents or doortings in the thing, um, which happens. So I get to, with no door panels on, it'll be nice and easy. All the fender wells and quarter panels are open. You know, the hood even, the brand new hood, has still got a couple dents in it. So I'm um, going to be doing that. I'll do that probably at home in the garage. But yeah, just rubber tips and go in and just, just glass that bitch out. That's kind of like what happens when you get a classic car. There's just so many dents over the, the lifespan of that bad boy. The stories, if we could only see the story, you know, um, that'd be kind of cool. Somebody needs to do a movie about a car and just show, you know, how the car threads through the story, you know, through through all of its different owners. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Life, the story of a car or something, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we, there is a really good story about a Porsche and they kind of documented a little bit this guy's life um, how he did a European delivery and was in the military and shipped it over to the States and enjoyed it. And then the second owner, uh, picked it up and he kind of had some scrap it photos, kind of something like that, but just a little more in depth. Uh, to me, I don't know. I'm, 
I'm a car guy, so that resonates with me. You guys might be thinking, what, what a weirdo. But, uh, and you'd be right. But anywho, yeah, so that thing's been painted. If you followed along with our, our podcast, the Restoration Story, that thing was on a rotisserie. It had a bunch of rust. That was no easy feat. So now uh, I'm kind of leaning on my motor guy, Frederick, Frederick, uh, Frederick to, uh, to finish up his job. I mean, we got a transmission that's in pieces. We got a motor that's in pieces. Come on, dude. Let's get after it. We got a car that's waiting for some, uh, some propulsion. So let's get on it. So quickly, I wanted to kind of go over um, kind of what restoration is about. If you guys have ever kind of toyed around with it, maybe a few of you have done it. Um, it is a lot of work. I do not recommend it. There are certain things I don't recommend. Um, I don't re recommend tripe and I don't recommend cow brains uh, from the food families. Had both and not really a big fan, but you know. And I don't recommend uh, restorations unless you plan on digging in for the long haul. Maybe you don't have kids. So that being said, um, you have to pretty much learn how to do how to do rust rust repair. Uh, maybe a rotisserie unless you want to weld upside down, which is never fun. Um, body work you got to be know how to do body work. Uh, mechanical, just like I said about Frederick, got to be able to do motor and trans and and brake systems and steering, you know, all that fun stuff. Uh, fuel systems, wiring, you know, clutch if it's a uh, manual transmission. I mean, there's just so many different systems of operations within these cars. And then with each, within each of those, there are subsets of systems that you really need to understand. Like what kind of fuel line? How should I route the, the brake lines? What's safe? You, know, you, make, you make one bad decision, you could endanger your life or somebody's life if they're driving that car. So you really have to know what you're doing. So I don't know. I, uh, I don't take it lightly. And in this Porsche, we've done a lot. It is, I'd say we're 75% of the way there. We just, it's just assembly time. We got a brand new piece of glass that's going to go in it here probably next week, next weekend. And we'll get the glass in. We'll start putting the rubber in. And there's not a lot in a small car like that. But yeah, we need to get this motor. The last thing we'll do is the interior. The seats have already been done, so we basically just need to get into a carpet kit, uh, the trays, the door panels, just some fun stuff. But that's what we might be able to do a little customization, but with taste, you know? So anyway, so I don't recommend, uh, like I said, restorations though. They are just so much work and half the time you spend more money than the damn thing's worth. It's so easy to do. And I'm talking about even if you do the work, you know, you could still do the work, buy all the parts and spend more and the labor is free. Really not. But I mean, your time, you know, unless you're charging, adding that amount of money to the, to the sales price. I mean, good luck. I mean, I've got a 65 panel bus. I'm getting ready to sell and I'm nowhere near the investment price that I'm going to be able to sell it for. So what's the lesson there? I'm a dumbass and I slap myself on the back of the head. So, yes, my head sounds like a bell when I slap it. So anyway, all right, enough of this. Enough restoration chat. Um, quick little baseball update and then we'll go. The youngest is out in Louisiana. Loving that hot August 95 to 100 degree weather with 60, 70% humidity. Says there's a lot of very large people in that part of the country. Uh, he says they are very nice, but the weather is ass, he says. But it will start to cool down here in the fall months. But uh, he's there to finish up, hopefully, his uh, college baseball career. 
and then continue hopefully into the minor leagues, God willing, if he stays healthy. So, enough of that. PDR deep dive. Okay, we're going to be diving deep. Okay, a lot of you are thinking about getting into being a tech and you come to the podcast, you found us and you're thinking about choosing us for your training and I appreciate that thought. Um, a lot of, a main reason for this, this podcast is to, so people were transparent instead of having to fly out here, you get to kind of know me over an, an audio transmission as well as our social media. So, so that's one of the reasons we do the podcast. So you can kind of connect and see what we, what we talk about, what we know, the knowledge base and our experience and see if, if you like our vibe. So we're going to go into a PDR deep dive for those that that there's levels, in my opinion. I, I've got eight listed here. I've done a little research. And and some people are just going to go to level one. And they're going to ride that boat until the sunset sets. And they tap out the game of life. And that's it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I was talking to Lee. Get ready. This is kind of macabre. So if you don't want to hear something kind of dark, put on your earmuffs. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this lady come, came in, and, and we've done... Her name's Astrid. Really nice lady. We've taken care of all four or five of the family's cars. She came in for some more stuff. She's like, hey, do you guys do detailing? My detail is no longer with us. And I go, that's kind of an odd way of putting it. She's like, well, he died. I'm like, shit. So this that guy was detailing probably level one. You know, He rode that detail train and then stepped off and checked out of life. And now he's on to the next adventure, whatever that might be. And some of you might be saying, Brian, that adventure is a dirt nap. And, and you might be right. I don't know. But anywho, so that's kind of what I'm talking about with level one in the, the PDR deep dive. There's levels. Basically, it's compounding skills, guys. If for those of you, and this is going to be a small subset, it might be zero of you listening. It might be one or two. But it's definitely not a majority, in my opinion. My humble 32-year, 31-and-a-half-year opinion. For those who want the sky, sky's the limit, and then some, and aren't afraid to take risks, this episode's kind of for you. Because these levels, they take balls. Okay, they, There's going to be some risks. Yes, you can lose. You can feel bad about yourself. You can fail. And you need to retool, come back, and go again. But if you really want to aspire, and you want to ascend, and you don't want to just be like that detailer, who just hit level one detailing and then dirt nap, maybe, just maybe, take a few risks. And what am I talking about? Here we go. You ready? Buckle up. Pull that safety belt tight. It's going to be a rough ride. So level one, PDR tech. Let's talk about how to get there in a quick nutshell, a shell of nuts. A, got to get trained. And that doesn't mean signing up to some online you know, uh, tutorial service. They're out there. I think they're great as a complimentary once you've been trained and you have maybe at least a couple months. Then I think those are excellent and I recommend them. There's a couple. If anybody wants to hit me up off air, I don't want to, uh, you know, sling these ideas and, and be a shill for some of these dudes. But I think it's a great idea once you get going. To start, no. I do not. For so many reasons. PDR is an art and to learn it without a reciprocity of conversation, if you will, it, it's too hard. You're going to be wasting time and money. Oh, yeah, I watched this video and I, 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 it's not working out. I don't know why. Yeah, because the video is inanimate. It's not going to talk back to you. For the core fundamental skills of PDR, you need a human being. Not a robot, not a tutorial, not a YouTube series. 
you need somebody over your shoulder or shoulder to shoulder or face to face getting in your grill that's not the way it's done you need some feedback like that maybe a little nicer i don't know i don't want people to cry but you need the truth and you need you know input input outputs all right so level one tech how to get there get trained get some tools practice Get some seat time, get out there, develop your skills, get more training. I have a lot of former students that didn't just stop with our training. They went and took training elsewhere because they wanted to level up farther. I highly recommend that. And I don't just mean from the skill sets of learning how to push a better dent. I'm talking about being a better businessman, knowing how to market better, knowing how to price, knowing how to estimate, knowing how to get customers. That all matters. But this is it. This is level one. And there's nothing wrong with tapping out like Dirt Nap Detailer, Donnie, and, and calling it a day. You can do very well. You can do $250 a year. You could do $500. You could probably squeeze $700, $800, maybe even a mil. Being a, a solo con carne, you know, uno mas persona, dent guy. There's a lot of money to be had. Or maybe you're like, Brian, I want to work that hard. Fifty grand a year is good for me, man. I'm near your son in Louisiana and... I can buy a house for a hundred grand and you know, gas is $2 a gallon here. Life's simple. I can get some gator nuggets on the corner every couple days and I'm a happy camper. I fish, I hit the swamp, catfish, what else? That's good. I applaud you. It's all about being happy, right? Whatever ticks the right boxes for you. But we're going to move on to the next levels for somebody that wants to go past Gator Gus wants, you know, or Detailer Danny, you know, Big Time Bobby is what we're talking about here, right? Double B, are you Big Time Bobby? We're going to find out. All right, level two. This is, and these don't have to be in order. Some people might be skipping levels and that is okay for you. You can do that. I support it. But this is kind of the normal, I don't know, trajectory, you know, the timeline, the path. So number two. A working tech, a manager. So now I kind of float in and out of this level at level two, believe it or not. And I, I also have some higher levels, so I bounce between two and a couple higher levels. But I don't go to the top level. You'll hear about that. My elevator does not go to the top floor, guys, and it sucks. All right, because I aspire. The sky is the limit, a.k.a. no limit. The stars are my limit, sort of. So working tech manager, what does that mean? It means you're a PDR tech and you have somebody else working for you. You've scaled, you've got leverage, you've got another body that, and it may not be a PDR tech. You may have a PPF guy. Like we wrapped a super this last weekend. Did a great job, Rami, fantastic customer. $4,000 wrap guys, PPF film. And we didn't even do the whole car. I made a good chunk off that, three figures, not four figures, but I made three figures. The majority of it went to Nick who did the work. As it should, right? But that's what I'm talking about. I'm a working tech. I do a lot of dents myself. And then I have other people do services with me. Okay, so I'm a level two primarily, but I also go a little higher. Number three, manager. Okay, so manager. What does that mean? It means you're not doing the work at all. When a job comes in, I don't care if it's PPF. I don't care if it's dents. I don't care if it's dentistry. You know, yeah, we have a little chair in the back of our office here. And we do you know, teeth cleaning. We don't, but I mean, I could, right? We could. If I had a registered dental assistant and you know what, dense and dense, get it? Why not? 
it'd be very unique. I'm here with coffee shops and things like that, but dental and dents would be, be pretty funny. Are you here for dental or are you here for dents? Oh, yeah, that's the office right there. Go on right in. Talk to Shirley. She'll get you all cleaned up. Oh, you have some door dings too? Well, let me get your keys. Talk about a very unique business uh, right there, right? But anywho, all right, so you're a working tech. You're a manager. All right, that's actually not bad. You can easily double your income just with that. Okay, remember I talked about uh, my podcast, maybe five or four episodes, we were going to 2x. Well, our new facility is supposed to be in our hands, the keys, in a week. So I will give you guys an update on that. And we are going to be doing some more services, which I will give you a quick little sneeze at, but not right now. All right, so level three. Okay, oh, I was at level three. Manager, my bad. My counting skills, as you could tell, are a little sus. Uh, level four, owner. What is owner? Oh, I own it. I'm the king. So an owner, you have maybe a route and you do retail um, or you could just do all routes. You could have a couple routes or retail and you're kind of like the manager. It's very similar. Some would say it's the same, but basically you only run the business. Like I said, you're not doing any, you're all white collar. Okay. You don't have any Cosmoline on your hands. You don't need dirt, no butyl. Okay, you, your hands don't touch touch tools. Maybe overflow, but for the most part, you're an owner. You oversee techs doing routes, retail. It could be hail. All right, all right. Level five. Multi locations. Okay, routes, multiple routes. You're doing retail. You got hail. Very similar to the owner level. Okay, but just scaled up a little bit. Okay, you see this. Um, with guys, if you get on Facebook, there's a lot of guys now. Matt Moore's doing multiple locations. Uh, Chris, um, God, what's his company name? Not Denology. Um, it'll come back to me. But there's a lot of dudes that are doing multiple locations. Why? Because they realize it's one of the best ways to scale. Okay? So that's level five. Multiple locations. And for the most part, maybe you're pushing a dent here or there, but you're basically running it. Because your time is more advantageously spent overseeing it, marketing it, doing estimating, managing your tech, scheduling, that kind of thing. Okay, we're going to get to some bigger levels. You ready? I told you, tighten up that seatbelt. Here it comes. Exciting times. Lean in. Listen. Get, to the, get close to that speaker. I want you to hear the crackle. All right. So level seven. No, I'm sorry. Level six. God, my counting skills suck. Buy or build a body shop and or a dealership. Now you might be saying, wow, that's a whole different direction. Yeah, it is, but it's it's a natural level. But uh, Brian, I doubt hardly any PDR techs have done that. Wrong. We have a body shop. It's something we've done. I told you I flip between levels, right? I go everything between level two and level six. That's as high as I go though. I step off here. I don't go to seven or eight, which sucks. I should, and maybe I will. But right now, we have a body shop. I also put slash dealership. You want to hear a quick story about one of our former students who uh, did both of these? Okay, I'd be glad to share with you. Todd Reeves. I don't think he minds me using his name. He doesn't listen to the podcast, which is fine. Very busy young man. He's in Dallas. He, at one time, one of the first things he did, he went out and made a couple mil in a couple seasons at, based out of Tennessee. He went... In his first year, went to work for Mercedes, 
in Volkswagen, and he was an extreme example of skills. Todd was ridiculously skilled. People that saw his work over there, dude, how long have you been doing this? 10, 15 years? No, it's my first year. They were like, what the F? And I got both my hands and my toes in, this, in the air right now, and I'm claiming responsibility for his skills. But in reality, that's kind of bullshit. I wish I could. I can't. Todd was just a natural. He really was. But he had a great work ethic. Serious until you would go out to get food, and then he was a big clown, which I love. He had a good balance. But when it came to work, basically like German. I mean, just very, we do things this way now, nine, like that. So, highly successful. First couple seasons, banked a couple mil, bought a dealer lot in Nashville or outside of Nashville, had a family member come run it, stocked it with 10 or 15 cars. After about a season there, he realized, I don't like this business. I don't like what it comes with. I don't like the, he didn't really think it through. And he's, he's a young pup. He was in his thirties or late twenties, had a wife, just had his baby thought, I don't want to travel. I can't keep doing hail when I got to, I, I value my wife. I mean, he's extremely serious about being a good family man. You can find him on uh, Facebook, by the way, friend him. Good dude. Not you, he won't, you won't get a lot of combat out of this guy. He's pretty much off social media and on working and on time with his family, which is what he should be doing, right? So, Todd bought a dealership, sold it. It didn't work out. Didn't make a lot of money. Then, he went to Pelham, Alabama. I don't know why. Bought a body shop, okay? A full-blown body shop, paint booth, frame machine. I went out there. I actually did training for some students out there. Um, Todd and I have a great working relationship. I was out there in early, no, late winter. And nice place. I think he had that place for maybe a year and a half, two years. Same thing. I don't think I want to run this. Once you've ran a PDR business and you realize how simple meat and potatoes it is and yet how much money it is, it is freaking stupid simple, guys. For those of us starting the business, we're all nodding right now. We're like, yeah, it is. We're kind of dumbasses and we make great money. What else can we do this in? Not a whole lot of things. Right? Right. Todd realized that. Two businesses later, sold them, fold them up, whatever, pulled up his tent stake, said, you know what? I'm gonna go to Dallas from Tennessee. I'm gonna sell my wonderful house or rent it out. I don't know if, if he sold it or whatever. He had a really nice house he built out in, uh, in Tennessee in the mountains. And now he's with his wonderful family, two little girls and his wonderful wife, and he's doing hail. There's enough hail in Dallas pretty much every season that you can make a living or door dings. So that's what Todd does. But that doesn't mean that you can't build a body shop or a dealership and make great money. It just wasn't for Todd. And this is a way to level up because you can make a lot of money with a dealership, like a buy here, pay here, and you make a crap ton of money with a body shop. It's up to you, the manager. Todd, it just wasn't for Todd. I'm not saying he wasn't smart. Todd's extremely smart. He just didn't enjoy it and it wasn't for his lifestyle. So that's level six. Level seven, flipping companies. And I'm talking like body shops, maybe dealerships or other related companies. You could take the money you get from your PDR business and do corporate turnarounds, come in, Use the skills you have from running your, your recon business and flip them. There's a lot of buy shops out there that don't know what WTF, don't know what the F they're doing with them. 
if you have enough experience in recon, you could swoop in, turn the screws, and flip them, sell them. There's a lot of money. There's there's a book uh, called Corporate Turnaround Artistry. You should really read it. It's damn good. It talks about a guy that does just that. And you can make tens or hundreds of millions of dollars doing this and start small and then work your way up. I'm, t I'm trying to teach you guys or enlighten you to things that I've learned that can un can open and release the ceiling from our, our one-man PDR band where you instead of making 500 or 750 a year, you can make 5 million, 10 million plus. Still is a small company. These are ways. So, turnarounds. Flipping businesses. You can flip your PDR business. You can sell your route. You can sell your retail store. Build it up to, you know, a million a year plus. Get three, four, five EBITDA. EBITDA earnings before interest and tax. Imagine that. Two or three retail spots, sell two of them. Get three million a piece, sell them both for five mil. Keep one. Hello. It's good money. Good freaking money. Okay, now last one, level eight. You could have a fund. No, not fun. You should be having fun. You could have a fund, F-U-N-D, period. A fund is where people would want to invest, okay? You're, you've heard the term, your network is your net worth. Well, if you're a social cat and you can have conversations and you can demonstrate either through your corporate flips or just your PDR recon businesses, you can attract investors because our margins, guys, and I'm kind of surprised that I'm telling you guys this because this isn't just my students, which I've told these people about, but I'm telling the public about this. This is pretty strong. Hope it doesn't come back to bite me. But all it takes is you can come across one big whale or a series of small investors, and all you got to do is show the accounting, show the numbers. Because, guys, if you have just a decent retail operation, and let's say you're doing $750, let Forget about the dollars. Let's just say you have 24 months track record and let's say your margins are at least 40%. Let's say the which, God damn it, they should be. And if they're not, I don't know what the F you're doing. 40% margins, 24 year, 24 month track record. Guess what? That is something that's investable. Very demonstrable, investable, digestible, all those tables right? Lunchable is the other one I was trying to think of. It's a lunchable too. It's very snackable. A fund. So you could have a fund and you could all of a sudden unroll and do the southwestern states. Or maybe you have friends in Spain and you're all of a sudden going to do this in Barcelona and Madrid or Australia. And now you have these, these retail recon centers and you just rinse and repeat with your fund and pay the investors and guess what? If you want 50 to 100 mil and three to five, I don't know what to tell you. But that's what I'm talking about, fat cats. That's how to make some serious coinage with just PDR skills. Insane, right? That's how you leverage and you stack skills. I'm a PDR tech. I'm now a PDR tech manager. I'm now just a manager. I'm now expanding my business and running multiple locations. I'm now bringing others in to help fund those operations. These are ideas. I'm planting little saplings, little seedlings. I had a, speaking of which, I had a customer, I had paused there because I had a customer 
we did uh, some big dents on a Ram. Aluminum doors, by the way, in the new Rams kind of sucked. Very, very soft metal. Um, not the bed size, thankfully. And uh, in his cup holder, he had a, a package of seeds for lettuce. The guy's obviously a, a gardener or whatever, but uh, anyway, just thought I'd share that with you. It just It kind of ties in with the sapling and seedlings, about planting something and making it grow. AKA, instead of butter lettuce, your business, millions. Or maybe you just, you want to just level down a little bit and just wouldn't mind a nice head of butter lettuce. You don't need the millions. Hey, whatever works for you. Plant either seed you like. The seed for lettuce or the seed for millions. It's your choice. It's all about leverage. But think about these skills. A lot of us take them for granted. Those of you that listen to this podcast that have been doing PDR for three, four, five, eight, ten years, you you probably look right past yourself in the mirror when you go streaking by and don't recognize the, the skills and the beauty you have. That's nuts. If you just took half of your skills and you applied them in the appropriate manner and and in sequence, huge income opportunity, huge. Or be detailed Donnie, right? What was Gus? I forget what Gus was, but yeah, detailed Danny. Nothing wrong with that dude, except he's gone now. And if he's got a wife and kids, they're, they're scrapping. Unless hopefully mom's working or the kids are old enough they can work. But flip the table. Let's just go. Let's go a little dark right now. I hate to do it. I'm going to be like a dark raven flying over a freaking cloudy sky around Halloween time. Rock. Maybe, maybe those kids are young. Maybe the wife has no skills and detailed Donnie, they were living in an apartment with two families in there. And now the wife's scrapping and she's like, shit, you know, we may have to go live in our car. I was w- watching a story, this immigrant dude who uh, got into doing real estate came from Iran, but the whole family, when they came over here, there were six of them, and they, they scrunched into an old piece of shit Nissan something, or Datsun, I think it was. It was pre-Nissan. And the dad finally got some work, and then they were able to aspire and move their way up into an apartment. And then and then the son slowly kind of worked his way. But that dude stacked skills, too. I think he uh, he flipped some cars, but then he, did, he went more of the retail route, or not the retail, um, real estate mortgages and properties and all that shizzle, which I think everybody should do. Right now, it's a little hard. It's a little hard, but I digress. It's still possible in 2023. Millions are being made, guys, every day. It's up to you to see the opportunities. Some people see dog shit in the street. Some people see gold. It's whatever your imagination can conjure up. So that's it. That's my PDR deep dive, levels, level one through eight. What level are you? Are you level zero? Maybe you're not even a PDR tech yet. I'm telling you something right now. Even if you just tap out at level one, that's a damn good lifestyle. Damn good lifestyle. You'll accumulate multi-millions across your, your lifespan or your business if you apply yourself in just an average Joe way. And a lot of people who listen to this are nodding right now and say, yeah, I've done pretty damn good doing this. I'm in Florida and I've made good money and I don't even have to hardly even work. And it's true, you don't. You go out, push it I had a dent, check this out real quick and then we'll step. I had a QX50 baseball dent. And my son, over the phone, strong quote, Hunter. 450 to 550, bring it in, we'll give you an exact quote. The dude says, all right, that's fine. Read our reviews, which is probably the glue to the whole deal, because otherwise he would have found somebody to do that dent. Probably a hundred bucks. 
Would it have been great? No, it's a deep byline dent right at the door edge. About three inches off the door edge. Pearl white. Luckily not repainted. So the dude comes in, drops it off. And, uh, 45 minutes later, I, I, it wasn't, to me, it wasn't fair to charge 500. It, it was not that hard of a dent. The body line actually stopped the baseball and it was a soft body line. But I mean, I, I reverse crossed, wide checked it. And the dude and the wife said, why didn't we bring this thing a long time ago? We had no idea it was gonna come out so great. I'm like, you know, compliments will get you everywhere. 400 bucks, let's get you out of here. He's like, oh, wow. He's like, more than fair. The dude saw value and he saw how complex it was. That's why. People that think it's easy don't attribute value, don't want to spend a lot of money. Or people that don't have money. We always talk about choosing the right customer. That guy was definitely our customer. So, but it was just like I said, that goes back to how easy PDR is. That's what I was talking about. Once you get the skills down, that 400 bucks in 45 minutes, and I didn't want to tell you what, what I did that entire day. And we were talking mid four figures. That was one day on a Saturday. My butt was freaking chapped. And I, yeah, I was wearing chaps. Open and back in, by the way. So I never faced the customer from the rear. I always kind of backed up when I walked away from them so they didn't see a ridiculous sight. Kidding, for those of you that don't know that I have a little bit of a sense of humor. I was not wearing chaps. But anyway, it's it's a, I don't know, it's a, it's a visual if you want to go there. But anywho, yeah, easy money. Easy money, guys, and then level up, and it's still easy. It's much easier, big money. It's those skills that you guys just aren't tapping into. You're not even thinking about. But if you aspire, if you don't want to be detailed, Donnie, rest his soul, rest in peace, Donnie, whatever your real name is, and you want to have a legacy for your kids and your wife and even generational money, right? Fu money, if you will. And you don't want to be pushing dents into your 60s or 70s or maybe even 50s. And you want to have the choice and the freedom to do whatever you want to do. Well, here it is. Here it is. Here's the, here's the game plan. Here's the blueprint. That's it. All right, I'm out. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And we had some listener mail. Uh, I didn't have time to get to it, but we'll try to get to it maybe in, uh, in another week or two. Um, we're going to try to get some interviews going on. I really mean it. Haven't had a chance. It's been pretty pretty nutty around here lately. Uh, but thank you for, for the mail and the comments. Both I had some negative comments. I had a dude hit me up and say, you don't know what you're doing. I can't believe you're running a business this way. This is horrible. I can't believe your customers are da-da-da. Hey, I appreciate all comments, positive, negative, and in between. Thank you. Thank you. It means you're listening and the input. It's always appreciated. I don't, you don't have to be, be all positive. I, I'll take constructive criticism too. So thank you very much. You guys, have a great week. And we'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast coming right into 35 minutes flat. Bye-bye for now.